Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. What's up, guys? Welcome to Master Your Mindset Podcast, episode 43. And today we got a very special guest and a very special episode. We got another Master Your Mindset interview coming. Um, Colin, who do we got today? We have Crystal Angle. She's a Piat Viking, she's an Aelin Falcon. I'm Aelin Falcon. Let's go. Husky Hall of Famer, uh, 2005 National Champion Volleyball Legend, MVP of the of the, 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 yeah. the game or the tournament. How they the determine game. The, the game? The final, wow. the championship game. Yeah. And then uh, Crystal was on the AVP Beach Volleyball Tour for, mm-hmm. you say, 10 years? 10, well, eight years. And then she yeah. modeled for Oakley. <laughs> I was an Oakley athlete, but Come on. I did model. Come on. No, I <laughs> Multiple. So, guys, well, we're here talking about the mental game, mindset. And I think I'm just a student. I'm curious about the mental game because I believe that. We believe. Yeah. That the body has limits, but the mind is limitless. But the mind is exactly. limitless. So we want to research and talk to people who mm-hmm. have crushed it, who've had success, and understand their framework, understand what drove them, how they fought through adversity, and about their passions. Mm-hmm. Uh, but maybe yeah. let's just talk about mom life right now, real quick. Oh my goodness! So <laughs> mom life. So mom of three. So three year old, uh, twenty months and six months, and you look amazing by the way. So how oh, is it right now being a mom? It's amazing. I being a mom is way harder than I ever could have imagined. Um, stay at home moms. I feel ya. Um, especially with three, I think, uh, you know, one, one kid is hard. Two kids is harder. Three kids is nuts. Um, especially under three years old, but it's, it's been great. And, um, learning a lot of patience and I think for me, um, the biggest challenge has been trying to get back into shape. And, yeah. you know, I've spent my entire life competing mm-hmm. and um, and at a level of um, in shapeness. Yeah. And all of a sudden you have three kids and you're like, whoa, what do I do now? Mm-hmm. How do I get back? Um, so this last month I really focused on um, trying to, to get back in the gym and eat right and yeah. Um, talking about mindset and that is for me, I'm, I'm a little different. I think when it mm-hmm. comes to, um, setting goals, Trina and, Anderson, yeah. what's up <laughs> setting goals and reaching those goals. A lot of people, um, need like a group or a, um, somebody who like holds them accountable, yeah, yeah. um, in when they're trying to reach goals. And mm-hmm. for me, I'm, I'm super internal when it comes yeah. to goals and mm-hmm. and actually making it happen yeah um i literally write it down and i do it myself like i when i go to the gym i want to be by myself mm-hmm. i want to be like focused yeah. and really internal mm-hmm. instead of mm-hmm. with a group which is so weird because i've thrived my entire life off of and playing a team yeah. um but in terms of goal setting and, and reaching those things like i'm getting back in shape i'm doing it for myself and mm-hmm. i'm i'm just it's all like internal for yeah. me. So, so you have one of my good friends, mm-hmm. Trina Anderson. She played volleyball at Washington State. Okay. She just had her fifth 
Oh my goodness. Yay. Yeah. So Good work. maybe, and I, I'm always <laughs> curious about this because I, I message you like one of my biggest mm-hmm. struggles to see with athletes is their self image mm-hmm. and their identity mm-hmm. is right. wrapped around yep. their sport. And you played at the highest level mm-hmm. that you can possibly play at. And now, I mean, you're still really young in life. Yeah. So what have you done to transition like your focus, like you said, your goal setting and right. your self image? Was that switch hard to do? I think I'm still trying to figure that out. Um, mm. I think I, I think I'm trying to figure out where, you know. where my, <laughs> where I stand right now, yeah. and if am I going to make a comeback? Am Ooh. I gonna Ooh. just be a mom? Don't and, call it a comeback. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been here for years. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm I'm trying to figure that out right now, yeah. and I I don't want to go play again if I'm not a hundred percent because yeah. for me it's like. When I'm competing, I I want to know that I'm I'm in it and yeah. doing everything that I possibly could. And having been there and been you know played at 100 percent or most mm-hmm. of the time 100 percent, um, I had a couple injuries there, so yeah. um, it, it's going to be hard to go back if I'm not yeah. where I know that I need to be or want to be. So, so. W- what was the moment when you decided, okay, I want to start a family. I mean, I have this traveling and this training competing. I want to do this whole mom thing. Yeah. Was so that tough? it was, it was hard. I, Evan and I, my husband and I moved to um, big bear, California um, for his work. And big bear was like two and a half hours from the beach. So I was, I was literally driving two and a half hours oh. Monday morning at 4am through LA, downtown LA, um, to the beach. And I would actually stay down there for one or two nights in a row, train three or four days in a row, and then go back up on the weekends to Big Bear. So I was doing that, um, the season before we decided to start having kids and have a family. Um, and I think that's kind of what spurred it was like, okay, this is, this is a little nuts for me to be doing this, um, commute and, um, and it, we were ready. Um, you know, we felt good with the, where Evan was at and where I was at. And, um, but after having Arlen, my oldest, she's three, I, I played that next season, um, a few tournaments, um, mostly just the local ones, um, just to get back in it. And I felt great. Like I actually, um, we talk about balance and, um, and having a balance in life. And I actually felt like, coming back after having Arlen gave me a new, um, outlook and of just, holy cow. I I just felt so much better on the court Mm -hmm. because I wasn't so hyper-focused on trying to necessarily win. Um, I was more focused on, um, maybe more like the little things and just Mm -hmm. enjoying it Mm -hmm. more. And I think that helped. I I played more relaxed. I played Mm -hmm. more, um, just with like an energy of, um, you know, there, there's more to life than, mm-hmm. than just competing. But mm-hmm. I think that balance helped so much. And, yeah, I love it. Um, yeah. That's so. good. So I, I want to kind of just start from the, the beginning now. Mm-hmm. Now we kind of got the intro, mm-hmm. kind of got a decent framework on where you are now. Mm-hmm. Let's go back to Crystal as, as a child. So what, who oh were you like goodness. as a child? <laughs> what what shaped you? Like what memories you have of like, mm-hmm. like self-image and confidence and volleyball and like, tell me about who you were when you were younger. Yeah. Well, I had two older brothers who constantly mm-hmm. beat me up and <laughs> in a good way, not like, you know, yeah. whatever. <laughs> um, my older brothers 
made me want to be the best athlete that I possibly could. Like I saw them playing baseball. So I wanted to go play baseball Mm. with the guys and I wanted to go play football with the guys. And, um, so I was constantly wanting to be better, um, or good enough to be able to play with them and Mm. against them. And, um, so I think that was a huge part of it. Um, but I always remembered from early on being uber competitive. Um, like even I I remember going to my very first volleyball camp at PLU, Mm -hmm. um, Pacific Lutheran, and I had never played volleyball. I had no idea what I was doing, but I remember always wanting to volunteer first. Like, um, like if they were doing a drill and they needed somebody to come and demonstrate, I was like me, like pick me, I'll do it. And I had no idea what I was Mm -hmm. doing. Um, and then like, you know, after you do, um, a drill, they say, okay, go shake the balls. Like I was the one that was trying to gather all the balls like before everybody else. Like I always wanted to, and I hate to, I don't know if this is the right way to say it, but I wanted to impress the coaches. Like Mm -hmm. I wanted, I wanted them to see like, oh my gosh, she's got extra drive. She wants it. Like she, Uh you know what I mean? I, from early on, I've always been like, I really want to impress the coaches. Was that shape um, because your older brothers, you want to impress them or you were just innately probably, wired yeah. that way? No, I, I think maybe a little bit of both. Um, I, yeah, I think a little bit of both. I, you know, my parents never, I, my mom never really played competitive sports. My dad mm-hmm. did in high school, but they never, they never pushed me or taught me or told me to act a certain yeah. way. Um, but it was probably, you know, me wanting to impress my brothers, wanting to impress, you know, and just and finding that in um, just in through competition. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So. so who who shaped you the most? Mom or dad? Was there a coach? Um, yeah, I think just in general, all my coaches growing up, actually, yeah. you know, one in particular, um, Carl Kilpatrick. I don't know if you know. Do you know yeah. Austin? Austin, Austin, Austin message on the DM. Oh, yes. Like, yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, so Carl was my basketball coach. Okay. And he like looking back, I mean, he pushed me more mm-hmm. than I think any other coach has really pushed me. And I was young. I was in mm-hmm. grade school. Um, but I think he also just approached it in such a like um, – such a great way for young athletes to, um, to really try and like, you know, want to reach their like true potential yeah, and yeah. abilities. Um, so yeah, I think Carl was like probably the main coach when I was young. Yeah. Young, and this young. was a, a question from Bobby Miller. What okay. was one, Hi, Bobby. What's up, B-Mill? <laughs> can you remember what was the most impactful quote or philosophy that a coach shared with you? Oh my goodness. Or what a coach told you or said to you that had the most impact on you. Um, well, one of the, the main things that I was told when I went to university of Washington, um, from Jim McLaughlin, who is also like in my later years, I mean, he was incredible, um, as a mentor and as a coach. And when I was committing to, or before I had even committed to Mm -hmm. Washington, um, go dogs. Yeah. <laughs> I'm he, sitting with two huskies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got I got love. Hey, shout out to Bill and Jen Cohen. You guys are my, my, my favorite people. Um so when I before I had even committed, um, he was like, you know what? This is gonna be really, really, really hard. You're gonna want to quit. You're gonna wanna run in the other mm-hmm. way, other direction. 
but it's going to be totally worth it. And I think that's what people need to learn is so many, so many times these days, like people just want the easy way, right? They just, they just want it. Like, just give it to me the easy way. I just want it the easy way. But people need to realize that reaching, reaching a certain level or trying to accomplish something Mm -hmm. or reaching your goals is going to be really, really hard. But the payoff is huge and it's so worth it. And I think a lot of young people need to hear that these days. No um, one said it'd be easy, but they said it would be worth it. Mm-hmm. Success so. is not like this. It's right. like this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, okay. And it, it's a continued like yeah. that. It's not like gonna, yeah. even, even, even the once best you make players, it, it's still even harder. Yeah, exactly. like after success, it's even harder. Cause mm-hmm. so now what? Like look, I'm talked to LeBron, talk to Steph, talk to even the, the goats out there. Yeah. Like, they still are doing this. Uh-huh. She's and on it's a, a, a first name basis with Steph Curry. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Crystal, so no. No. <laughs> what moment as a youth athlete, it could be in eighth grade, it could be junior year, mm-hmm. when you realize I have something. This is a passion of mine. Yeah. I'm obsessed <laughs> with this. And actually, I can keep doing this. Mm-hmm. Was there a moment, maybe walking through it, tell a story of like when that moment hit. Yeah, so I... I was always a basketball player. I didn't start playing volleyball until eighth grade, really. I mean, I was in eighth grade, which yeah. is a late start now for, mm-hmm. for girls who are starting when they're 10, 11, 12. Um, so, I, um, so I started volleyball late, and I, I wore basketball shorts to my first <laughs> practice. Like, all these girls were in spandex yeah. and whatnot, and um, I had no idea what I was doing. Like, I tried dunking the ball over the net, and... Um, <laughs> But then that first year, I decided to try out for a youth national team. So my very first year playing volleyball, I was like, why not? Let's just go try the youth national team. And I was selected. And I was just like, mind blown. What in the world? I remember going to a training down in San Francisco that first year. And that's when kind of my mind was just like, okay, this is this is awesome. I'm having so much fun. And I just, I loved the competitive nature of volleyball and the team aspect. And, um, so after that first initial year of being selected for the youth national team, and I think I was selected because I was the girl shaking all the balls and I was the girl volunteering and and I was athletic. So I, I wasn't really a good volleyball player yet. We got this raw talent that we can mold and shape, but the the sky's Mm -hmm. the limit. Exactly. So, um, so after that, I was just like, okay. And then the ball just kept rolling with, you know, starting to get recruited, which my parents and I had no idea Were you no super tall still? How, how tall? When, when did you peak your height? I was 6'1 in eighth grade. So <laughs> I was on my height right you, now. You were, you were beasting <laughs> girls mm-hmm. at a young age. Yeah. Okay. So let's so. transition just to keep track because mm-hmm. we, we have other stuff. Hey, you got your mom. You got appointments. We got to yeah, do you now. Right. So um, talk about your experience and your experience at UW. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. what you guys did. I mean, no one can ever take away that you are a national Mm -hmm. champion. Yeah. So maybe talk about the culture, Mm -hmm. some ups and downs uh, during that journey, and maybe just Mm -hmm. give us a little lens on that team and what you guys did. I mean, it's pretty amazing. Um, Yeah. Being at University of Washington for those four years and with those teams and that culture was the most amazing thing I could have ever dreamed of um, in a collegiate experience. And so we, I got really lucky and my senior or my upperclassmen really set the bar of, um, of how to treat each other. And Mm -hmm. 
by no means on that team was everybody friends. And most of us didn't even really hang out all that much all together as a team outside of the court. But when we were in that gym and that locker room, there was nothing but 100% respect and a level of um, kind of like, I got your back because we, we stepped into that, into that gym and it was a competition Mm -hmm. like within our team. And I think that's what created that. That's why we became so successful is because um, we loved each other. We respected each other. But when we were practicing against each other, we were competing against each other, Uh like diehard competition. And we statted everything down to every pass we made, every, you know, set hit, um, serve like everything, every ball was statted. Um, so that's how we knew who was winning, um, in percentages. Mm -hmm. So, um, so creating that environment of, um, we weren't best friends. Um, some of us were Courtney Thompson is my best friend. (laughs) Um, but in terms of you think about a girl sport and everybody has to like be all lovey dovey with each other. It doesn't like, all you need is respect. Yeah. Um, and and then once you get on that court, being able to compete against each other but still totally 100% respect each other is – I think that's like the, the money right there. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, we just kept competing against each other in practice so that when we knew we were going to compete for real, like mm-hmm. we – we're, was we're practice set. almost harder than the matches, yeah. and games? Because you guys just got after each other yeah. and everything oh, was, yeah. was statted. There was some, there was some heated, like, because everything was statted, and whoever was. How, at how'd the you top, feel about that? Did you feel I like loved you it. You had to overthink, like, no. every single Mm-mm. pass is going to be charted and measured. So you're thinking about that instead of just being able to execute. No, because what happened was um, preseason, like we literally got in the gym and mm. we did nothing but technical, technical things. So you for the first three weeks we weren't even really playing um or scrimmaging it was all fundamentals from the start i mean wrist and hands straight and some like i mean super super basic fundamentals so that once we did reach the point of competition it was like you you aren't even thinking about it because it's just second nature you've done it so many Mm -hmm. times repeated actions become instinct exactly and let's just dive into self-talk yeah (laughs) <laughs> you, you know where I'm going story. with this. Yeah. So I, when mm-hmm. I wrote Mastery Mindset, I was trying to do some research on like top performers and ask certain questions. And a few things jumped off the page when I listened to, to Crystal's um, self-talk habits and why was she so successful. Not only is she physically gifted, but I think top performers have certain mental skills and habits. Mm-hmm. And self-talk, as we've looked at research, yeah. is one of the key factors for confidence. Yeah. So maybe tell them what was your <laughs> mental ritual that you would say to yourself. I'll filter it a little to bit. get <laughs> focused and locked yes. in. It's so good. Um. So I, in matches and in competitions, I, if I hit a funk or like if I felt myself kind of getting off, I would talk to myself, and nobody knew this. Like I was, it's very internal. Mm-hmm. Um. But I would say to myself, like, serve me the ball. Cause I'm the best mother passer in this I'm, gym. Yeah. Like I'm the best passer in this gym. You don't even want to throw the ball my yeah. way. Like yeah. try it, throw the ball my way. Yeah. I'm the best passer. And every single time I would, I would kind of get that, like, I hate even saying it, but kind of cockiness, but super confident self-talk. Yeah, I, yeah. It was like lights out. And I, yeah. it, it just got me back in the direction that I needed to go. And was that taught um, to you or you just did it on your own? 
I just yeah. did it on my own. Because here's the thing, listeners. Quality thought equals quality movement. Mm-hmm. Negative thought, negative movement. Totally. It just 100%. changes your yeah. emotions, your feelings, mm-hmm. your your body language. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you have to alter your self-talk if you want to do big things. Yeah. And that's an example. And what's funny is I do that these days. It's a little different. but I'm um, the best mother effing mom <laughs> in the planet. <laughs> No one can no, change diapers like me. Like I, yeah, I have to say, like I am patient. I am like there's certain like um, like mantras that I I yeah. will say, and I say it out loud to myself. Like I, you know, I'm healthy. I'm happy. I'm yeah, like yeah. you know just okay. certain things that like I want to manifest, and they yeah. do. Mm-hmm. They they always manifest. Hey guys, just write this down. Thoughts become things. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Thoughts become things. Exactly. Energy flows where focus goes. So if you let your mind let just go, mm-hmm. it's going to go negative. Exactly. Yeah. So you can only process one thought at a time. So have some, we call anchor statements. Right. That you say to keep mm-hmm. yourself anchored into your values. Because yeah. really your self-image is going to drive action more than our willpower is not good. Mm-hmm. Human no. willpower is no. not good. So we have to say, who am I? What do I want? I'm going to proclaim it. Speak what you seek mm-hmm. and then see Secret. what you said. So good job. Now, Let's talk about balance. Yes. I'm so important. And one of your keys we talked about, Mm -hmm. what was one thing, if you can go back in time and Mm -hmm. talk to this younger, amazing athlete, up and coming, Mm -hmm. what what conversation would you have? And you said balance. Balance, 100%. Because nowadays uh, there's such a, um, like, uh, just, I don't know, young athletes are Mm -hmm. so one sport driven and they train and they play like, 10 months out of the year. Yeah. Like they don't even have a break now. Yeah. Like yeah, at, as young as 12 years old, there's like no off season yeah. and they're, yeah. they're just hammered into the ground. And when I look back on every level that I played from youth uh, to um, collegiate to professional, I have always felt my best when I had a balance in life. Um, agree, and that too. is mm-hmm. being able to step outside of the court and um, enjoy other things in life. Go find uh, another hobby. Go, you know, hiking or whatever. Be yeah. outdoors if you want to do that. Learn a different, I don't know, musical instrument. Yeah, <laughs> something. I agree. something. Yeah. Play more than one offset. sport. Yeah. Exactly. Do drama. Exactly. Do choir. Yeah. Do band orchestra. Yeah. When you get so hyper-focused on one thing and just – almost driven into the ground, it has a negative yeah. effect and the opposite of oh, yeah. what you want to happen happens. And, 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 and this is my opinion on that. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, I experienced this mm-hmm. when we're really talented, it doesn't matter what it is. No. Yeah. An adult will say, you're awesome at that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're really good at that. Right. So now all of a sudden our whole identity Isn't is that? wrapped around mm-hmm. this thing that really yeah. doesn't define us. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So therefore, every recital, every performance, every game, every match I mean, is a matter of life and death. It's right. a me wheel. Yeah. Yeah. Me so wheel. we talk about having a me wheel. Yep. If it's just one spoke, one thing, you're mm-hmm. going to crash and fall. So totally. add to your me wheel. I like the me wheel. Yeah. I like that yeah. a lot. Add yeah. to your me wheel. So it's like your faith, mm-hmm. your family, yeah. mm-hmm. your, your student, it's passions so outside of your yeah. sport. And uh, you talked about when you had your, your first child, how that mm-hmm. shifted. Right. Uh, so let's maybe transition now. You won a national championship. Mm-hmm. You're the MVP. You know, it's like, so now what? Now, now, now Courtney played in, in Europe. Yeah. And you did beach. So how did you decide, mm-hmm. I'm going I'm to go pro, which one? And then we, I know your message to transition to beach was like crazy. Yeah. So I, um, 
I had played in Puerto Rico for a season um, internationally, and then I got invited to go play in Germany. Maybe, maybe was she and in Europe or was she in South? She was in Europe. In Europe, yeah. Okay. Um, and I got invited to go to Germany to play on a team in Wiesbaden, and it was a beautiful place and lovely people. Um, but as I'm over in Germany, I remember sitting upstairs in this room of this lady's house, that this host that she was hosting me. And I wrote down in my journal because I write everything. And I, I find a lot manifest through what you write down. Oh, I and, agree with you. Um, so I wrote down my thoughts at the time. And it was, it was like, why am I here? Like, and going back to balance, yeah. I felt like the pro um, – like European league was the exact opposite of what I wanted. I was so far mm-hmm. away from home. I was so far yeah. away from my family and things that I loved. Um, and I loved volleyball, but when it was such a, just one thing, you're just in Europe just to play volleyball. Um, it just was foreign to me. It, it, it wasn't, it wasn't, you didn't feel joy. Exactly. Yeah. So in my mind, I, and my friend Holly McPeak had actually um, throughout the offer back when I was playing at UW, Hey, if you ever want to play beach, let me know and I'll help you out. And so that just came right back into my mind when I was in that room upstairs in Germany. And I wrote down, I'm, I'm, I'm not playing here. I'm going, I'm moving to California. As soon as I get back, I'm going to play beach. Mm -hmm. I want to play on the, on the pro beach tour. Um, so I literally left Germany like that next week and then moved to California like two weeks later. Um, to start my journey there. Uh, so and that, that kind of took some courage to kind of it uh, did because go a new path and learn a new, it's a new skill. Yeah. It's a totally different sport. You're passing and hitting, mm-hmm. but the, the terrain is totally different. Mm-hmm. It's two of oh, you versus. It's a different sport. Yeah. Like it's just, it's yeah. 100% a totally different sport. And uh, we, I had told you that was probably when I thought or what I felt was my biggest failure mm-hmm. yeah. um, because you know, coming from such a successful career indoor, I stepped on the beach and I, I had no idea what I was doing. I was terrible. Like I, I, I felt like Holly, who was my mentor and my coach was like, Oh my God, this girl, is just, she's terrible. Like go home. Yeah. You have no future here. <laughs> um, so it was really hard to go back, but I also thrived off of it. Like mm-hmm. I thrived off of being like, terrible because it meant that I could get so much better. Yeah. And, um, this might be one of my favorite quotes too, um, mm-hmm. from earlier is appro- uh, improvement is addictive. Like getting better is addictive. Yeah. Like once you, once you feel mm. like, Oh my gosh, yeah. I got better. You That's want to keep getting mm. better. It's, yeah. Yeah. it's so addictive yeah. to, to feel that improvement. And I always think like ultimate fulfillment is not in money awards. No. Mm-hmm. It's in growth. Yeah. yeah. 100%. It's just, same concept mm-hmm. is phrasing it differently. Yeah. Like ultimate yeah. fulfillment is in the improvement. It's totally. In the yeah. Um, that's amazing. So maybe talk about what was your proudest, proudest accomplishment? Maybe tournament, a game that you can share? Yeah. I mean, on the beach, there there were a lot of different, I think, accomplishments that I would um, put up there with the top. Um, I, I really enjoyed traveling overseas and being able to compete internationally mm-hmm. against other countries. That was one of my like favorite things. Um, the one game that I had um, told you about though, that where I felt the, the flow state the flow. Um, being in the zone. So it was Salt Lake city and um, R- wrote it down. B mill. <laughs> um, so my partner and I, we, we just put a tournament together and um, mm-hmm. we had drawn April Ross and Jen Kessie 
who literally had just come back from winning the silver medal um, in London, like two weeks prior. Um, So they're fresh off a silver medal, right? Mm -hmm. Um, The best team in the world, other than Carrie and Missy at the time. But, um, and my partner and I drew them in the semifinals and it was like, everything just clicked and it wasn't, I wasn't even trying. I wasn't even thinking about it, but I just was in the right spots at the right time, making the right reads. Everything was just happening. Mm -hmm. And we beat them in a crazy three game match. Um, but it was, that was one of my favorite memories of, of one game in particular, I think for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, we have a few more minutes. A couple more minutes. Yeah. Maybe three minutes. So you think about a question. Okay. I, I think I have two more questions. So I have a new okay. book out called Positive Parenting. Oh, really? It's for that's awesome. helping parents mm-hmm. who have kids that are performers. Mm-hmm. And I've seen it in my career that the parents want their kid to have success, mm-hmm. but sometimes they don't have the right tactics to help them. They're usually mm-hmm. it's like a little more too aggressive and right. allowing the kid to kind of figure it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now that you have three children, maybe what things helped you get to love you did that your parents did? Mm-hmm. And how do you see, how can we give parents tools yeah. to help their, their kids just to, to find themselves? I think the biggest thing is support. It's not, it's not, um, discipline. It's not like you need to go to da, 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 da. Or how come you didn't support. pass the ball? We talked about, we practiced yeah. it. Exactly. It's like, you think I meant to do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's support and just the support of, Hey, what can I do for you? How do you want me to help you? Um, should we be, you know, asking, having a conversation, mm-hmm. an ongoing conversation, because I think, um, communication between parent and child is so important yeah. and not, not in terms of like, like you need to do this, mm-hmm. but Hey, let's have a conversation. Like, let's make this a two way street, um, of support. Um, so I think that is just, it's key. And now thinking about it with my girls, like, I don't even, I do want to coach them. I know I do. I'm probably going to coach them. Mm -hmm. Um, But having had some of the best coaches coach me, um, I have learned that different children need different things. Different players need different things. Mm -hmm. There's a kid out there that wants to be pushed and yelled at. And you need to go like run, run 20 extra set of lines. But there's also another kid who could be just as good that needs, hey, you know what? let's try another 20. Like Mm -hmm. I I want you to take a deep breath. Like don't yell at them. Mm -hmm. So different and and different children. What's up guys. We had a little bit of technical difficulties there at the end. So we had to cut off the podcast a little bit early. Um, If you want to go listen to the rest of the interview, go ahead and go to Colin's Facebook page and you can find it on there and finish off on Facebook live. Thanks for tuning in guys. Go kill it today.